Welcome to Top Advisor Marketing, where you will learn how to become a prolific online influencer, attract more ideal clients, and grow your practice. Brought to you by Top Advisor Podcasting, a done-for-you podcasting solution built just for trusted advisors. And now, your co-hosts of Top Advisor Marketing, Kirk Lowe and Matt Halloran. And welcome to another Top Advisor Marketing Podcast. You know, we're always trying to find ways to make your life easier so that you can spend the time that you need to on marketing, since that's what this podcast is about. And Will Bressman, who is our guest today, he's the CEO of RIA in a Box. We're going to talk about some efficiencies that you can have to free up not only your actual physical time, but some of your great brain space that you have clogging up uh, with all sorts of infrastructure stuff, systems, processes, repeatable tasks, and of course, compliance. Uh, that are some things that you could, you know, potentially hand off to somebody else and they'll do it better than you and you can free up your time. So Will, welcome to the show. Thank you. Glad to be here. Very excited. I would love for you to start with just talking a little bit about the history of the company. And then I want to dive in very, very deeply to how you actually help advisors with their infrastructure and their efficiencies. Sure, absolutely. So I was not the founder of RA in a Box. Um, I joined the company at the end of 2011, along with my business partner, GJ King. And when we joined the company, a lot of what still rings true today was true then. It was a company that was dedicated and committed to helping advisors. It really walked people through the initial registration process and getting them all set up. And over time, what we've sort of done to that is, is added on a lot of ongoing services and support, really primarily emanating from the perspective of how do we best help advisors. So today we have a, a SaaS platform that serves nearly 2000 clients and it's divided between some of that initial registration activity still, but ongoing compliance for the CCO and firm principals, supervision and responsibilities that, that help the individual IARs at firms and increasingly more operational tools such as cybersecurity or due diligence that really try to make running your practice a lot easier and, and, you know, as you mentioned, giving giving advisors the opportunity to to focus on the things that are that are most important to growing their business, which is what this whole darn podcast is about, there, my friend. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, so so how do you do that, man? Let's let's dive into that a little bit more deeply. Sure. So we really take the approach, you know, as I said, of, of how do we make the advisor's life easier? And I know a lot of people say that and and sort of try to organize a lot of their operations that way, but that is the driving factor in our business, and then. As importantly, we, we don't want to sacrifice quality. So we're not looking to help people you know, cut corners or, or find the easy way out. We want to really find that, that perfect hybrid of quality and efficiency. And the ways that we specifically do that are we take information that's unique and specific to the firm. So things that are in your regulatory filings, things that are shared with us during the onboarding process, and then create a very customized software-driven experience that gives advisors a compliance calendar that it's not some laundry list of, of activities that may or may not apply to that firm. It's, it's very specific things. So I'll give you an example. If you're an advisor with custody, you have a certain set of requirements. If you are an SEC registered advisor that notice files in seven states, you have a different set of requirements. If you have discretion, you have a different set of requirements. So by using software tools, we can really customize the experience and the approach for advisors. And then we'll generate for that chief compliance officer or firm principal a calendar. And in that calendar, it'll give them sort of a, a set of tools to help complete responsibilities for, for ongoing compliance. And then almost as importantly, a way to document what you're doing. Because, you know, as any person who's been through an audit experience or, or 
understands the requirements of compliance, doing the activity is very important, but then showing that you've done the activity is almost as important. So we really try to just cut the steps by giving someone a tool that provides them the pathway for what they're supposed to do and documents it as it's happening. And then we also spread that to the IARs at, at any given firm. So if you're an IAR, you're used to having to print out your code of ethics and you know, walk it over to someone's desk and sign it and have that be sort of an onerous process where they're reminding you, you're putting it off. We sort of make that experience just a lot more streamlined and, and easily approachable from both sides. The CCO can upload the code of ethics straight onto the platform. An advisor can read it on screen, digitally attest to, to what he or she has read and ensure that they've fulfilled that requirement in the most sort of seamless and, and easy way possible. So the advisor and the firm is not bogged down in chasing people, printing out new versions, maintaining version control. And that sort of spirit and principle extends to a lot of what we do. So we have you know, gifts and entertainment, all sorts of documentation and attestations that need to be done on the advisory level, risk assessments, marketing review, tools that can be done on, on the firm principal or CCO level, uh, and really just trying to make sure that a firm doesn't have to sacrifice quality for doing this efficiently and really, at the end of the day, can, can just free up more of their time to, to make sure they're fulfilling their responsibilities, take it seriously, document the culture of compliance, but not have this be some person's job 40 hours a week or mm. you know, the main, as you said, mental load that, that many people are dealing with in, in running their own operation. Well, you know, well, one of the things that we always look for here on the Top Advisor Marketing Podcast is, is a company that wants to do the work for the advisor because advisors have more than enough to do. And it sounds to me like you do have a lot of tools and resources, but I also know that there are a lot of advisors who like to stick their hands in stuff and make it their own. So how flexible are these templated things that you have so that if, if an advisor wants to change, number one, should they? And two, if they should or can, do you help them with that? Yeah, great question. And once again, I mean, not to keep repeating myself, but but we take the approach of what does the advisor want? And and you are correct. Many advisors do want to get in there and, and tweak the knobs and make sure things are as customized as possible. So in each of our tools, there's the capacity to individually add, for instance, a custom compliance calendar item to change the frequency of activities that you're dealing with. And and we also don't put people on an island. We, we are very cognizant of the fact that compliance and just operational tools in general often require some expertise. So we have a team of very talented former regulators and compliance professionals that can help you with those discussions. So, you know, maybe you even want the hybrid approach where you want to customize a little bit, but you also want to talk to us or talk to someone about how to make it as custom and, and sort of match to your situation as possible. So, you know, we have the, the human expertise as well that can, can make you feel comfortable and give you the content and knowledge you need to to do that effectively. So, you know, we really agree. I think people, some people want a hands-off approach, some people want a hands-on approach, and, and we feel like the best tool can give the, the advisor the chance to sort of pick their their poison. Well, should they though? Do, are, are they opening a can of worms that is going to make documentation or compliance review more difficult if they're sticking their hands and stuff that you guys already know is like, is good stuff? Well, we make very clear what the sort of best practices or in some cases requirements look like. And, and we try to make sure that when an advisor is choosing to make mm -hmm. some custom customizations, it, it's really for ease of use. It's not for running afoul of any regulatory requirements. So if there are bright lines that can't be crossed, we will not allow advisors to do that. Once again, we don't want them to sacrifice quality and we don't want them to sacrifice what their responsibilities are. Mm -hmm. and, one, and once again, this is where our, our experts can help explain and, and educate the, the clients that we work with on 
really what is sort of a matter of preference and choice and what is a matter of of requirement and statutory responsibility. So we're very we're very disciplined in both our way we talk to people and then the way the product is built to to not allow someone to get themselves into trouble, so to speak, um, but instead just create the user experience that they really want to have. So I'm sure that it doesn't surprise everybody that a lot of people are still working from home. And and Will, in the background there, it sounded like you had a child that was pretty grumpy. And as as I was hearing the child being grumpy, I just thought to myself, that's the sound that I think a lot of advisors' brain makes when they think about compliance. So let's talk about what you guys are doing. So so this hybrid model between having super experts, right, uh, people, people who can help answer questions in real time, and then the software, how are you continuously trying to enhance stuff? Now, rumor has it that the SEC is about to come out with some new guidelines here uh, when it comes to social media, right? So let's say the SEC does come out with something, which, which I tell you, in the marketing world, we're really hoping that they're going to relax some stuff and allow people to actually behave like normal human businesses. But so when something like that happens, how quickly is that integrated into your system or, or or talk a little bit about that process? So I'm, I'm hearing my advisor say, okay, it's a very flexible company. You know, they really know what they're doing. When something comes down from above, how quickly does that get put into your system? And, and how quickly can advisors expect that whatever those regulatory changes will be reflected within their relationship with you? Yeah, absolutely. So not only just for, for the pandemic time or, or marketing, but in general, regulatory bodies are constantly making changes and they're understanding that the marketplace is evolving to your point. They're trying to reflect what sort of general business practices while still creating protection for, for advisors. And, and to be candid from our business perspective, we really welcome that because it's a chance for us to, in a way, show off what it is that's unique about what we do. So when something like that does happen, um, there's a few things that, that really go into sort of updating and, and continuing to, to improve the product. The, the first is that uh, once again, with our team of experts and other regulatory uh, counsel and, and guidelines, and sorry, with our team of experts and, and other regulatory counsel that we have on our team, we look at the published material, we speak directly to the regulators. One of the nice things about most of the regulations that happen in this industry at the state or the SEC level are that they're all open for comment, they're all open for communication. We We almost have never found a situation where any of the regulatory bodies are looking to do a gotcha type of situation. They're looking to signal, they're looking to clarify, they're looking to make sure everyone is completely aware of what's going on. And that serves us very well because we engage in those processes with our experts. And then from the back end of our system, what we we do is we have a very clear, essentially note keeping um, capability to update any of the rules engines, update any of the front end experience that an advisor is going to have. So if you take the example you mentioned of of social media changes, that will immediately funnel through into our marketing engine. It'll immediately funnel through to our content around marketing best practices. And, and we'll make sure that it's a fully synthesized version of whatever rules come on board. Because again, the last thing we would ever want, both from a from a regulatory perspective or just from an overall user experience perspective, is to have the feeling that, okay, it's done and locked and loaded from today's date and, and never changing going forward. We want the user experience to change and continue to improve. And, and we want to make sure, of course, that, that all the regulatory information gets processed through our system as, as accurately and as quickly as possible. So that's a team responsibility, and it's one that we take very seriously. If somebody wants to become their own RIA, can you guys help them with that? Yeah, that's one of the core things that, that we focus on. We really are, are excited to work with people from the first day. They... Uh, they are in a situation where often they don't really know how to navigate the regulatory environment. They don't really know how to navigate the operational environment. So 
We will work with a firm to create custom ADVs, which is the regulatory filing they need to make. We'll interface directly with the regulators and, and help and assist in their efforts to, to make sure everything is properly and accurately captured. And then we'll help set up their ongoing infrastructure. So we will give them cybersecurity training tools. We will give them the operational platform to manage the IARs, as I mentioned before, give them the compliance going forward so that you know firm from day one can, or really even pre-day one, can, can approach the process of getting registered and approved at the SEC or the state, and then can be set up to succeed once they begin operations. So we take pride in that. It's one of one of the core things that we do. And, and it's an exciting opportunity to work with someone and make sure that sort of they're not playing catch up from, from day one. It is such an overwhelming thing for so many reasons for advisors to think to leave a broker dealer, leave a wirehouse, and really become their own governing body. But it can also be wildly liberating, right? Not just from a compliance standpoint, but also just from uh, you know a revenue standpoint and just kind of that, that freedom that you don't have to worry about uh, as many of the things that you don't have to worry about. And Will, that's actually my question. So when somebody does become an RIA, uh, when somebody does engage your services, those things that the BDs or wirehouses consistently put pressure on them from a compliance standpoint... Does that stuff really evaporate or is there such a huge difference? And, and I know a lot of our listeners might know this answer already between FINRA and the SEC or uh, the differences between the compliance regulations in either of those two things. Help our listeners understand a little bit more. One, is it really worth it uh, in your experience of doing this for, for almost 10 years now? Or do you still have to worry about all of the same things that you had to worry about before? Sure. So maybe I'll tackle the the first part first and then then talk about sort of what you have to to focus on. But from my perspective, and certainly I'm biased, it is 100% worth it. I think there's there's a lot of fear that is in this industry and a lot of people sort of have a vested interest often in making making advisors feel afraid of doing this and worry that they can't handle the the operational burden, the complexity. And again, that's what animates our business. We, we have the opposite approach. We don't want you to be scared. We want you to feel excited, liberated, empowered to, to run your own business, to pursue the dreams of doing this, excuse me, to pursue the dreams of doing this independently and making sure that, that advisors feel not just excited, but sort of secure and comforted by, by the notion that, you know, while they will be independent and sort of away from a wirehouse or BD environment, they will not be on their own. So, you know, again, I'm biased and I will admit it, but I, I think that this is a, a wonderful choice. It gives people freedom. It gives people the upside in, in the future of the practice they're building and, and is not an insurmountable challenge whatsoever. On the perspective of what is different and what you still have to worry about, that doesn't mean you have nothing to be concerned about. And, and you know, I would never think that an advisor should should feel like, well, I'm leaving the the wirehouse BD world, you know, sayonara to any of my my worries on on the perspective of of uh, compliance. There are some fundamental differences though that that are helpful. The first is that while both Finra and SEC and states share an interest in sort of protecting consumers and making sure that it's that it's a transparent, direct relationship, Finra is a rules based environment. So you really do have the situation where if if you run afoul of even a minor rule, it often comes with a fine. It often comes with some severe responsibilities that um, really are, are sometimes, that sometimes feel onerous and do require the services of, a, of an OSJ or some of the more, in a way, burdensome infrastructure that occurs in the wirehouse BD environment. When you're in 
the SEC and state situation, once again, you still have the same obligations to the to the investors out there, and and it's important to act with integrity and to make sure you're following the regulatory guidelines. But it's a principle based uh, environment, and and the main principle is the culture of compliance. So you're not in the same situation where you're going to be in sort of a gotcha if something goes minorly adrift. I mean, again, it, I don't mean to minimize the responsibility of of making sure you do things the right way, but shifting from a rules-based to a principle-based environment does create opportunity for, for advisors to build practices, to build documentation like we have in, in my area of compliance to enable that you're sort of following the operational procedures that demonstrates the culture of compliance and, and worry a little bit less about the ticky-tack sort of one-off rules violation. Boy, I love those one-off rule violations. Those just, you know. <laughs> they keep you up at night. Oh, my goodness gracious. All right. Um, let's talk about some of the things that you give back. So one of the important things for us is uh, when you're a guest on the Top Advisor Marketing Podcast is that you're going to give our audience, just like you have, Will, over the last 20-so minutes, uh, a lot of really good information. But you guys do this on a much grander scale than just popping on a podcast every once in a while. Let's talk about some of the content and where people can find that content that you provide for people for free all the time. Like you guys write, like you write a lot, dude. I mean, I honestly want to say I was really impressed with your blog, but let's talk about that and what, uh, where people can find your information so that they can learn more about, you know, compliance and working with you and not necessarily even working with you, just the environment that we all live in. Sure. So, you know, from our perspective, one of the best approaches to marketing, and I think this pertains to our business as well as, you know, advisors marketing out there is we feel like we're not trying to market you by giving you the bait and switch. We're trying to create content that you would even pay for. And by virtue of doing that, you get a chance of understanding how our company thinks, the type of things that we create, and hopefully eventually feel confident that it's worth kicking the tires a little bit about, about what we provide. So we have really taken the approach that's similar to our product. How do we give content to advisors that is valuable to them, that helps them, that gives them the opportunity to learn about not just compliance, but about the operational challenges they face. Um, so our writing is indeed very robust, and, and we take a lot of pride in that. And we, we mix timely regulatory updates with industry data or with um, different white papers of practice management tools. All of it is available on our website and through our blog. We don't try to gate any of that. We don't try to make it be something that advisors have to you know, scratch and claw to get their hands on. We want it to be available because we want to help advisors. And I think we feel like that philosophical approach is, is a valuable one, not just in service of our business, but again, service of the ultimate mission of what we're trying to do, which is improve the operations and improve the practices of, of the clients that we work with. And you also have a very consumable way Right. So, uh, you know, most people try to do stuff on their phones and you guys have gotten into the 21st century. You guys have an app. Uh, how do people find that? Uh, can they get it on their site? Is it in the app store? Help us with that. Yeah, we um, we just recently launched an app where we can't claim to be at the absolute vanguard of, of technological trends, but we're, we're close. Um, I think app development may have been a few years before us, but no, we're very excited and proud of, of what we've launched and, and our app is available in in the app store, the, the Google play store. And really the idea of the app is just giving people yet another access point to make this easier and deliver the high quality content to them. So it's not a substitute for our sort of desktop version of what we provide, but we have training videos around cybersecurity. We have calendar items that, that advisors can, can log in and, and complete. And we do want to sort of 
continue to find ways to bring the content in as digestible and as easy manner as possible to the advisors. And, and again, I think that also parallels the way in which we, we understand our advisors are dealing with their clients. I think advisors are turning more towards content in mobile and, and app form. And, and I think we feel like if that's what advisors are doing with their clients, it, it sure should be something we should do with our clients. Now, Will, I, I prepare for these podcasts and, you know, we had a, a call before this and, be, you know, we kind of warmed up before. And I always feel like I'm super prepared, but sometimes I don't ask the questions that I should. Is there anything that I missed uh, as we were talking? Did you say, man, I wish Matt would have asked me that? <laughs> sure. I think uh, you, you've guided me to a better place than I could get to on my own. But I think uh, the, the other things that that are that are exciting for us, I should say, is is we are really trying to continue to add more value to our client experience. Experience. So once again, I know that's a somewhat cliche line, but it, it really guides what our product roadmap looks like. So two of the newer features we've launched, I've mentioned a little bit, is our cybersecurity training. And, and while that's obviously related to compliance, it's a little bit different. And I think the spirit is a lot of advisors were coming to us and asking for not just another sort of device management tool, but instead, how do you train your team? How do you check in on your team? How do you have device inventory management? So, so we generated a new cybersecurity platform that allowed advisors to, once again, sort of take that burden off their plate, but still have a very you know, comprehensive and exciting solution for what, what the cybersecurity burdens are of any small business or, or mid-sized business these days. And another thing that we launched on our, our roadmap is, is a similar spirit, which is a, a vendor due diligence platform. So again, it's related to to compliance, but it gets more into the operations. If you're vetting a new a new vendor and you need to understand what their SOC report looks like, what their different diligence requirement diligence materials look like, we've created a, a sort of online marketplace, so to speak, where you can opt in to receive the information from the vendors that you work with, and then you could read them and document that you've done it. So it, it just sort of is, is another extension of this same philosophy of how do we make things more efficient, but still give a very high quality experience for the things you need to do. So that's the type of spirit that we're bringing to our product roadmap. We really want to keep adding more, make this a more valuable service for people and, and just feel like we're taking more off, off an advisor's plate, but giving them a very, very high quality solution for doing so. You know, Will, we need to try to uh, figure out how what we do here at Top Advisor Marketing can can be part of a due diligence process because we have uh, we've basically documented all of the major compliance issues that that large BDs like Wells Fargo, Mass Mutual, The Guardian, LPL, Ameriprise, all of those companies have told us on on and then they agree to work with us. I, I don't know if that's uh, you know we're not a vendor. I mean, technically we are a vendor, but you know we're we're not helping people with products. But anyway, I just wanted to. to, to I think I know someone that can make that happen. Really, dude, that'd be freaking awesome. <laughs> well, uh, you know, just just to kind of wrap everything up here, uh, you know, when you have a relationship with an organization that instills confidence in you that that you're going to be well taken care of in some areas that can be really damaging to your career right and we all know that you know the the horror stories about broker dealers you know when there's a compliance issue they hang you out to dry i know that there's lots of situations where they don't and they stand up for you and they help but having a really great person in your corner or an organization like RIA in a box in your corner does free your brain up i mean listen to everything that will just said there all of those things that they can help you 
you with instills confidence that when you do go out and market, that you're doing it the right way, you're getting your stuff documented and covered, and it's archived and it's compliant. That to me should really make all of you all just take a deep breath and say, you know what, I'd really like to be in good hands. You know, I'd really like to feel like, you know, a, a company that is changing with the times very, very quickly, who has experts on that I can look at and talk to, and not only that, but all of these online resources, and that their blog role is crazy detailed and super good and very frequent that you guys can stay up to date on everything that's going on. So, Will, man, dude, thank you. And thank you for adding those other two things. I had no idea. I didn't know uh, that you had the, the due diligence aspect and, and then also the cybersecurity. That's, that's freaking awesome. We're constantly trying to improve. It's it's never a finished story. We we want to we want to keep doing that. And and no, I appreciate very much the chance to be on the show. And I think from from our perspective, um, we take seriously what you just said. And I think we we feel like we can be of great service to the advisors we work with. We can be of great service to the investors out there that that rely on the the advisors that are our clients. If if we can help them again, do things the right way and do things in a way that that reduces the anxiety and stress associated with with running their business and you know it's a mission that everyone at our company takes very seriously and and we we really try our best and, and you know are always trying to improve on, on how we can deliver that service. Well, Will, thank you very much for everything that you do for our community and thank you for being on the show. Yeah, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. If you have not subscribed to the podcast, make sure you click that subscribe now button below. That way every time we come out the new podcast will show up directly on your listening device. And if you wouldn't mind giving us a quick review on iTunes or any of the other platforms, that would be great. That gives us some feedback. And if you know somebody who'd be a great guest on the podcast, all you have to do is email me, Matt, at topadvisorm.com. Be more than happy to vet them like we do all of our guests to make sure that we're going to provide you with the best information, the most actionable information to help you be the best marketers you can be. So for everybody at RIA in a Box and everybody here at Top Advisor Marketing, this is Matt Halloran, and we'll see you on the other side of the mic very soon. Are you ready to change the way you communicate with your clients? Are you tired of being the best kept secret in your area? Learn how to become a prolific online influencer, attract more ideal clients, and grow your business. Contact us today and see what the power of podcasting can do for your business. Click on the Contact Us link on our website at topadvisormarketing.com and set up a call to learn more. Follow us on LinkedIn and Facebook for more updates and information. This was brought to you by iris.xyz, a platform helping financial professionals become better in business and life through new media and new voices. Visit them and learn more at iris.xyz.